Welcome back to another episode of Real and Raw with Ben Taylor. Join me as each week I'm going back over the many lessons, challenges, things that I learned and have developed and understood from the process of stacking. Stacking is the process of rewiring your mind to be able to help you move into a place that's positive, that's healthy, that's actually helping me grow, change, and develop. So each week I'm on here to be able to explain what's been going on. Just what I've been processing, what I've been thinking, stepping through one stack at a time, helping people see and understand the reality of my life being transformed one step at a time. If any of this resonates with you and you want to talk to me sometime, you can go to rawmotivations.com. We'd love to be able to talk to you there. We'd love to be able to help you move forward in your healing, your growth, and in your development. Hopefully me just putting out there what I'm learning on a day-to-day basis will help you take a look and see what you are learning on a day-to-day basis or what resonates with you that I'm saying or that I'm talking about. So without further ado, we're just going to dive in and we're just going to roll with it. Uh, I don't prepare anything with these. I just walk through my past week of how it's actually transpired and the things that have happened on a day-to-day basis. So going back, we're starting with uh, Monday the 15th. And so Monday the 15th, we had um, date night. So date nights have been happening on Mondays. They've been absolutely fantastic and a lot of great times that we've had inside of these dates and everything that's been going on here. So one of the things that's been interesting is stuff shifted this past date night where Sophia just wouldn't stay home with the sitter, just didn't work out. So we ended up taking her with her. She's kind of like our date crasher for the night. And it was just... um, it was fun. Like it was a ton of fun that we had together as a family, which we do this all the time. Just specifically, I typically have a date night with Kayla and a date night uh, every other week with Sophia. But this past week, it ended up being where it was just, hey, it was it was all of us. And so it was a great time. But there was, there was one moment that I wrote down in the stack that was really interesting. And it was when we pulled off and Sophia was like, hey, like we're, I was walking just with Sophia and she was like, hey, it's kind of like we're on a date. And I was like, yeah. And the cool thing is like she knows about this because we do this. Like it's intentional. Like I have intentional dates with my daughter, I have intentional dates with my wife. And that's the thing is like, I want her to know and I want her to see that like me being intentional in her life is my goal and is my plan so that she sees how I show up for her. She sees how I show up for her mom. She sees just in general, like how I'm actually showing up on a day-to-day basis. And so it's been wild because over the past two weeks, I've been battling mindset wise with scarcity. Just with scarcity of like, what's going to happen? Where am I going to be at? What's what's business going to look like? Like all this kind of stuff that keeps popping into my head. And it's something that I've been working on, uh, working through, dealing with, closing, getting rid of, because I know that's not where God wants me to live. He doesn't want me to live in the land of scarcity. He wants me to live in abundance. But it doesn't mean that stepping into that is going to be easy. And it doesn't mean that stepping into that isn't going to be like a daily challenge. And so there's this piece of like a daily struggle of like, how do I continue to show up on a day-to-day basis knowing that I can live into abundance versus this piece of scarcity? And it was interesting because part of the question that came up is like, why are you struggling in your faith that God will provide when God did all of the provision last year? And it's wild. It's because like as you step into a day-to-day basis, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe this isn't going to work when it totally worked last year. And God gave me the tools and the vision and the direction that I needed to go last year. Why all of a sudden does it not work this year? And that's the piece that's hard is I want to get stuck in the moment. 
Like I want to get stuck in the moment and only view what's happening right now and being like, oh, I can't figure it out. I can't see how I'm going to get there. I can't see what I'm going to do. So as a result, it's all going to fall apart. And so there's this worry sometimes that that jumps up, this worry of like, oh, I'm not sure what to do. But in reality, it comes down to a piece of trust. Now, trust in the future is one of the hardest things. Like, how do I trust the future? How do I trust God of the direction that I'm going? And part of that needs to be looking back. Looking back at where I've been, looking back at what has transpired. And so still a big focus of this year is going to be based on gratitude because I believe when I actually focus on gratitude to the level that I'm able to look back and able to see like this is who I've been, this is how I've shown up, and this is how God has provided, that's a huge opportunity for me to be able to trust the future because I'm like, oh, this happened in the past and I know that I'm good. This happened in the past and I know I'm connected. And so being able to look at this and understand, okay, when I take a look at the past, it helps actually ignite me moving forward in the future. So it's really cool. Um, on our date night that Sophia crashed, uh, it, was a, it was a great time. We had a, a lot of fun together, a lot of fun just like hanging out and everything. But it's interesting, we went to, Kayla and I had already planned to this restaurant and they had some live music over in the corner and Sophia thought it was so cool. And so she walked over and she like got, just watched, watched people playing some of the instruments, stuff like that. And then she came back and was like, dad, let's dance. And there was like a little bit of room behind us uh, in between some tables and some couches and stuff like that. And she wanted to get up uh, after she'd finished eating and dance. And it's one of these things that has always been hard for me to open up in that way because that type of reality, like to me, I'd rather be like, no, let's not. Let's, let's do it later. Let's do it outside. All this kind of stuff. And for me, there's like a piece where I want to appear or look a certain way, right? There's almost like this image that I want to have. But there's also this piece of understanding like she doesn't care about that. Like she doesn't live in that reality. She doesn't live in the worry of what people are going to think about her. She just is there and she's like, I hear music and I want to dance. Like she's four, right? So this is an amazing time. So I just danced and we just got up and like dancing for her is like, you know, jumping up and down uh, and around and maybe twirling around kind of a thing. And we just danced there. I mean, we almost hit like a waiter or two, but it was awesome. And it was just a moment of me trying to learn myself to let go, like to let go of my own expectations, to let go of my own thoughts, to let go of my ego and be like, hey, this doesn't really matter. What matters is she wants to be able to show up in this way. She wants to be able to dance. She wants to be able to connect in this way. This is absolutely awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was really good. So, um, yeah, it was just me trying to work on letting go. So then we walked around. We did a bunch of di different things. We ran a couple errands, things like that, and we started to head home. And there was something that popped up, and it triggered my sense of scarcity. So we've been talking about this a little bit of like, hey, I'm trying to avoid you know scarcity. I'm trying to step into a place of abundance. I'm trying to trust in God. And something popped up and it just triggered me in the aspect of scarcity. So my mind went into this funk and it went to this funk and into this fear of like, what is going to happen? How am I going to provide? How am I going to move forward? All this kind of stuff. Uh, with the business I run, uh, the majority of everything we've always done has always been organic marketing. So as a result, it ebbs and flows. So when you have holidays, like just coming off Christmas, just coming off New Year's, there's a big like downturn. 
Like there's not as many people that are interested in investing in themselves, of actually growing and changing themselves. They've just gotten through like uh, a good holiday or they've gotten through an expensive holiday. And so they're not really focused on themselves. They're focused on everything else. And so typically there's like a downturn in the business during that those periods of time. So I had something like that that just popped up and it just triggered my sense of scarcity and brought about this piece of fear. So then when we got home or we got home late, and my whole thing is like, okay, let's get Sophia up to bed. Uh, it's time to get to bed so I can get to bed, all this kind of stuff, because I wake up early in the morning. And so all of this is going on, and I'm just trying to get Sophia upstairs. And it's like the one thing you want your kid to do is the exact opposite that they're actually going to do. So in that moment, she's like, freeze walk. And she's like, freezing and like stepping and then freezing and stepping and then freezing. And I'm like, just get upstairs. Like, holy cow. I was just so frustrated because I was triggered by something that was completely not her. And all I, all I was like leaning into that energy and that fear and everything. So this all continued to spiral out of control really quickly of me just being frustrated, me just being pissed off. And got to the place where I was like really frustrated. It made Sophia really frustrated. So then when Kayla's trying to calm her down, then she's frustrated at Kayla. And it's this thing that just magnifies, right? It just keeps like going. And so ended up being to a place where like I raised my voice to try to be able to get Sophia to stop uh, yelling at Kayla. And then that triggered Kayla because that's how I used to show up. I wasn't angry, but I was trying to like get Sophia to be like, hey, you need to stop. But that triggered um, Kayla incredibly because of just our past and all the stuff that I'd done in the past. So then she was struggling with that. So she had to step out. So there's like a, like a whole bunch of different things of like a really good night that kind of blew up. And the interesting part is being able to look at it and being like, hey, it was a really good night. Like we had a really good time together. And there was also this conflict that happened when we got home. Being able to look at those two things separately is absolutely huge because otherwise you end up like minimizing or thinking like, oh, well, it was an awful night. It actually wasn't awful. It was just that moment there was this bad argument that was happening because I was triggered. And so a lot of times when people get triggered, just in general, there's a response or reaction that they don't want to have. Now, for me, that was on my kid. That was impacted my wife. Like that was like right there. Sometimes it's impacting your work. Sometimes it's impacting your family. Sometimes it's impacting other friends. Like whatever it is, typically something will trigger you and it will make you spiral out in a certain area of life. And so for me, there was all this fear that was coming in and all of a sudden it's like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Now, it's interesting because it's ironic because Kayla and I were talking that one of my things for this year, my impossible goals of the direction I'm going, has been to work on giving more money away. And it's really interesting. And so specifically a certain 10% that I'm actually giving away and we've actually started identifying like where we want to give it away with different char charities, different things that are that are going on. Um, and one thing that's interesting is I've never declared it. Like I've never put it into my impossible games of I'm going to give away X amount, right? And so it's almost been like since I've done that, there has been the the universe working against me, right? Like put it that way. There's been things that are triggering more than what they've ever been triggering before around this piece of money because I'm saying, hey, I'm actually going to donate. I'm actually going to give stuff away. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, are you when you don't have the money? Are you when the money's tighter? Are you now? And it's almost like it's like a testing of the faith. It's almost like the testing of like, is this actually going to happen? And so it's interesting because I'm like, yeah, 
I'm still going to do it. Because at the end of the day, I know what I need to do regardless of what it puts me in with this scarcity mindset. Because otherwise, I'm just going to let fear control me. And that's all it is, is like you let fear manipulate you to the level that you say, hey, you're allowed to control me. And so understanding that I have to be able to step towards this like in a positive way, regardless of me being worried about the outcome. I just have to trust the process knowing that I know what I'm doing and that God will provide. So it's really an interesting place to be. <clears throat> Side note, going back to that whole like argument and everything, uh, Kayla and I were able to talk a little bit that night, and then the next morning we were able to circle around and talk the most, and just kind of work through some of those triggering moments for both of us. And it's been interesting to be able, even after that, to be able to identify it at times. Uh, we were sitting at the counter uh, last week, and there was a moment where Kayla said something, and then I said something, and she was like, um, she said something along the lines of like, oh, like that's bringing up shame for you. And I was like, yep, that is. Like, that's that's bringing up shame. And she was like, I wasn't intending it that way. And I was like, totally get it. But that's just what I am feeling right now. Um, and being able to identify that is huge. So anyways, we're like way off track because I've been talking through like anything and everything kind of helping with this. But my, my whole process of uh, beginning of the week, uh, one of them was to do this giant stack where I was talking about scarcity, talking about that whole thing. The other piece was trying to work on shoving scarcity out of my life. And that's really like this piece of letting go, letting go, thinking that I have control, letting go that I have to work harder for abundance, that I have to be good enough for abundance, that I have to have this mindset that if I work harder, then I'll be abundant. Like there's also this piece of like, I'm an heir of God. So like I already am abundant, but I have to actually change the mindset to believe it. Because otherwise, I'm going to step into scarcity of like, oh, well, I have to figure this out. I have to work on this, all this kind of thing. So like I've walked through different stacks just talking through about scarcity is a concept, abundance is a reality, um, and trying to get to the place of just understanding and moving in my mindset. And part of it, I did a visualization of a door. And so the door of fear sitting on top of the mountain and part of this door, like it was dark, it was black. It was this whole idea that scarcity is there trying to bring fear and trying to pull me back into this void and understanding that I have to be able to shut this. I have to be able to say, I need to move this and keep this from taking over me because otherwise scarcity can take over everything. Like it'll take over my mindset, it'll take over my relationship, it'll take over my spiritual connection, it'll take over my business, like it'll literally rack me for everything. And getting really clear that I cannot do that, that scarcity is not something I'm willing to actually hold or let it be a part of me. And so it's interesting, I stepped into a modality that uh, I've had done to me and that I do sometimes inside of Stacks, which is called IFS, Internal Family Systems, uh, inner, inner Child Healing. Uh, but basically it's this aspect of like, we all have different parts inside of us. So you have a part of fear, scarcity, abundance, happiness, joy, whatever you wanna call it. Like you have different parts of you and they show up differently depending on your circumstances, how you're triggered, what's going on. So I started into this stack writing all of this down down. So I'm going to I'm going to read a bit of it just because it might sound weird but it might be interesting for you. I don't know. So anyways, this whole thing started off with me sitting down with scarcity, okay? And having a conversation with scarcity. That's what I'm trying to do in a stack. Don't worry, I'm not schizophrenic. This is actually a modality that therapists use, okay? So like I sit down and I'm like, "Hey, what do you want?" Scarcity is like everything. I'm like, "What do you mean?" Scarcity is like, "I want everything that you have to be mine." And I said, "Why?" Because when I do, then I own you. I get you to react the way that I want you to and I get my desired result from you. And I told him, your results are shit. 
They don't help me grow at all. Instead, they cause conflict in the family and it doesn't help me live the way that I want to live. The scarcity says, exactly. That is why I'm here to distract you and to keep you from your calling. And then I said, well, you need to sit back and chill out. <laughs> and then I brought in another person, which was abundance, okay? And said, hey, glad you can make it here too. And abundance said, I didn't want to miss this. And I said, what do you have for me today? Abundance said, you are struggling to connect head and heart in this matter because he, scarcity, is still allowed free reign down here. He is able to come in and out of your life because the door of fear is still open. And I said, I see that I'm not sure how to close the door of fear, and I could. I don't know how to get scarcity back to the other side of it. I don't think it would help to close the door and still have scarcity over here. And Abundance said, I get it. It's going to be a tough process, but it is doable. And I said, what needs to happen? He's, and Abundance said, you need to show that you no longer believe him and that he no longer has power over you. And I was like, uh, that works. <laughs> and, and Abundance said, it does. And Scarcity is like, ha, you think that's going to scare me off that easy? And I said, but it's true. You only have the power over me that I give to you. You're not a demon. You don't control me. You cannot contain me. You are full of lies to keep me thinking that there is no way out and that I have to rely on you to get me through. And that is false. The scarcity says, but you do have to rely on me. I make sure that you do not run out. I keep you surviving. Exactly. That is not how I want to live. Scarcity says, then you will fall and you'll perish. And I said, okay, so be it. Let's see what belief is stronger. I know that God is with me. Can you say the same for you? Scarcity didn't say anything. That's what I thought. So why don't we just cut the act and know that you need to get back in the hole that you came from? Scarcity is like, I really don't want to. I'm like, why? Scarcity is like lack of control. If I do that, then I'm losing control over you. And I'm like, exactly. That's the point. Scarcity is like, then what happens to me? And I'm like, I really don't care. You're not helping me. Scarcity is like, you can't force me back through the door of fear. I was like, I can't fully, but he can, nodding to abundance. Scarcity said, I would like to see him try. He can't do it on its own. I know, which is why I called in reinforcements. And so turning to the right, I see another figure appear walking towards us. This version is a strong man. He's not just huge, but he is ripped and well-defined muscle-wise. And it's not just bodybuilder, but is toned by exercise that makes him lethal. In this moment, he is trust. He was coming to support. Thanks for coming today. Trust says, no problem. If that means we're getting rid of this guy, then it's worth it. Scarcity is like, wait, guys, there's not a reason to get rid of me. I can be helpful. I can, I can help you see things that you haven't seen before. I can show you problems before they arise. I can help you with all of this more than you know. And I'm like, I get it, but I don't want your help. I want to stand with abundance. You see, you're really only here controlling me because I allowed it. And you're making me think that I have to deserve it or earn my way to abundance. And that is not true at all. I'm already abundant. You're just trying to make me get, you're trying to make me uh, forget that. I'm an heir of God, not a slave to work off debt to get to be abundant. I already am abundant because it is a state of mind. So I walk through that. So walk through that door and don't come back. And scarcity said, you can't get rid of me. And I said, oh, really? I renounced the lie that I believed in thinking that scarcity needed to be in my life. I acknowledge that the true source of supply comes from God himself and that I am an heir to his riches because he loves me. I break the bonds that has held me captive to scarcity through the door of fear, and I renounce scarcity back to the prison which he shall serve out his time. And in saying this, abundance got brighter, trust got stronger, and they bound up scarcity's hands. It's interesting because I'm writing this, and like this is just me like free-flowing. 
The door of fear has played a part in my life for too long now. It is dictated by my ability to speak truth. It had me mimic others in order to not be seen for who I really am. It has controlled too much of my life, and this is where you shall go to stay because you do not have a welcome place in my life. I renounce the energy, the substance, and the lack that you project into me and bring you forward to no longer being a part of my life. Jesus, please take scarcity, throw him through the door of fear, and shut the door. Let us guard the door and also ensure that it is locked. Let me put checks and balances in front of the door so that I have to go through things to get to it. All those things should put me back in touch with you. Please help me see this. I call on Jesus to take scarcity out of my life. The wind picked up and almost swept up scarcity. He was suspended in the air for a moment and then sucked through the door of fear. The gust of wind shifted and the door slammed shut. Immediately, we all ran to the door and started to lock it. Now, it was a great door with multiple levers to close, sort of like a big industrial door or a ship door or so on. Jesus, please seal the door with your blood. Please ensure that fear does not have place in my life and that scarcity has no part in who I am and the essence of my being. Abundance and trust looked tired because of the work they did trying to hold on to scarcity and helping move him out of the way. What do I feel? A door sealed can always be opened if I get desperate. Sealing it sanctifies it, but it can still mess it up by just opening it up and peeking inside. What do you all have to say? The abundance says, you already know. You listen to it every day with the 10 abundance points. Keep that and ingrain that into your thought process. Trust said, know that you are enough and trusted by God. You have been given much. It is not that you have to receive it because you already have it. You just have to accept that you have it. Thank you. I appreciate both of you being here. Both nodded and headed away. So one thing that's interesting is you people think that I've worked on myself in one, just one modality. No, we do like a million different ways. Like I work in so many different aspects with meditation, with counseling, with therapy. Like I like I'm pulling out all the stops on a day-to-day basis of how do I continue to break through the shit that's in my head. And if that means I need to actually call it up and say, hey, I'm going to talk to it like as a real person, then I'll do that because I need to do that to be able to work through. Some of the things that you might be struggling with today, you're just afraid to think about or afraid to actually talk about or talk to. For me, I'm calling stuff out because I know if I call it out, I can be liberated from it. The majority of time why scarcity had such a control over me was simply the fact that I wasn't willing to identify it. I wasn't willing to talk about it and I wasn't willing to say it. And I definitely wasn't willing to put it on a podcast and act like I'm a crazy person being like, I'm gonna talk to scarcity and abundance inside me. But the thing is, it works. The thing is, there's a difference inside of me than there was six months ago. There's a difference inside of me than there was two years ago. Like the person I was three plus years ago is completely different, completely changed. Because whenever I get to a roadblock, I'm like, how do I need to work through this? Maybe I need to try something different. Maybe I need to work with a different person. Maybe I need to hire a different coach, whatever it might be. It's this constant journey of growing, developing, expanding who I actually am. That's the piece that I'm the most committed to. That's why I'm sharing my stacks more than I ever have before. That's why I'm opening up and saying, hey, this is the shit inside that I'm working through on a day-to-day basis. What do you have inside that you haven't worked through yet? Because until you get really real with yourself of this is what's going on, this is what I'm battling this, this is me calling it out, this is me proclaiming this is what it actually is, it'll continue to control you. And it'll control you over and over and over again. So it's interesting, the following day, my focus was 
trying to step into gratitude of like, I need to be thankful for the place that I'm currently at. I need to be thankful for everything that's happened in the past year because the past year has brought me here. And this is a hard piece because resting and trusting that I'm where I'm supposed to be is difficult when you don't see the fruit of that actually happening. So it's like, well, if I'm where I'm supposed to be, then this should be working better than what I thought. Well, not necessarily. It doesn't always correlate like that because there's a journey and there's a process of learning and growing and becoming better piece by piece, step by step. So it's interesting. Stepping into one of the next stacks, one of the one of the aspects that I had in here was the concept of trust the process. And it's literally just coming back to the same piece. Like this whole week has been battling with scarcity. It's been coming back to the same piece of like trust the process of I need to continue to do the things I need to do that I know I need to do to continue to growing and developing. Does that mean I know every single thing? No, it just knows, hey, I know the next steps. Like I know what needs to happen this week. I know what needs to happen the next week. I know what needs to happen. Like there's certain sequences I need to work on building inside the business. There's certain revamps I need to do as far as like lead gen. There's certain things I have to work on inside of building a webinar. Like there's there's multiple things that I know need to happen. But if I let myself get stuck in scarcity, I won't do the things I know I need to do. And I'll be too focused on my scarcity or like everything else. And so in writing some of these, I'm like, okay, I know there's things that I need to do to get off my plate. I know there's things I need to connect with other people. I know there's things I need to do. And so a lot of it is trusting the process. Trusting the process was a concept that I learned inside of Warrior as being one of the five rules. And one of them is trust the process. Like even though you don't see the outcome, even though you don't know what's happening, you're trusting that as you continue to step in faith, doing the things that you know you need to do, they will pan out. The difference is the majority of people don't keep doing it. That's the wild piece is people are like, well, I want to win. I want to grow. I want to develop. I want to continue being like who I'm called to be, whatever it might be. And the thing is, they'll never do that and they'll never be that if they don't trust the process. Like if they don't actually take the next step, if they don't actually do the things that are required, most people won't do what's required because they're too afraid. They're running away from things. So it's interesting. So one of my stacks was just going through like, thank you for the blessings to come. Looking at past year, 2023, and being thankful for all the things that have happened and then being able to start being thankful for, hey, I'm thankful this is gonna happen. Like I'm thankful for how my body is going to transform over the next 12 months. Like I'm thankful for the connection I'm gonna have with God over the next 12 months. Like I'm thankful for the connection with my wife and with my daughter that's gonna continue to um, foster and grow and develop over the next 12 months. I'm thanking you for my business that's going to continue to just mushroom up and grow and develop and impact thousands of people over the next 12 months. And it's a unique piece of like saying, this is where I'm going. And I'm also thanking God for the provision that hasn't even happened yet, because I want to do it stepping out in faith, knowing that as I do this, scarcity has less and less hold on me because I'm proclaiming, declaring and saying, this is the direction I'm going. And I'm thanking God for opening up the doors that he hasn't opened up yet. It's kind of weird. Feels different. Because this isn't like the normal thing that people do. They just wait till they get the blessing, then they thank God for it. Or they forget about God and they keep trying to work harder to be able to get whatever blessing they want to have. So it's interesting. So part of my whole thing this year, 2024, is about gratitude. 
is about how am I actually showing up on a day-to-day basis, showing and exemplifying and having gratitude in my life. Because when I'm able to do this, it helps me understand that I can trust the process. I can trust God to get me through the craziness that I'm going through. I can trust God to help move me in the place that I need to do. And I can trust the process of saying, I need to take the next step. Too many people wait around looking for the perfect thing, the perfect answer, the right thing to do. At the end of the day, you need to make a step. You need to make a move. For me, I'm moving every single day. I'm moving every single week. Sometimes I'm dragging myself along because I don't want to do it. Other times I'm running towards it because it sounds fun, exciting, and I'm really pumped up to do something. But at the end of the day, I have to sit back and I have to trust the process knowing that every time I show up consistently, every time I consistently show up taking the next step towards the version of who I want to become, everything works out. But it only works out when I learn how to trust the process. So I want to ask you today, what are you struggling with? Are you struggling with this piece of scarcity? That's one of the biggest pieces that we've talked about today. How scarcity can mess with your mind, how scarcity can ruin all different aspects of your life. Are you struggling with scarcity? There's a piece where you need to let it go and trust God, but then there's also a piece where you need to trust the process, and that's you continuously showing up for you saying, what is the next move that I need to do to ensure my liberation from scarcity? What is the next move that I need to make to eradicate the barriers? We have someone inside of Thriver right now where she's eradicating the barriers by getting rid of shame so that she can actually make money. Because right now, shame is a piece that's holding it back. It's a piece that triggers her scarcity. All these things connect. So like when you're looking at your life and where you want to be, what's holding you back? For me, there's this piece of scarcity that I thought I'd conquered. I even walked into January being like, yeah, I already dealt with scarcity. (laughs) Imagine that, right? Like it comes back like a crazy person. It comes back and it's right here being like, hey, I need to work through it again. The wild part is I know I can do it because I've already done it before. So I learned to trust the process. I learned to let go and let God take control. And I learned to continue to move forward, becoming the man that I know I'm going to be on a day-to-day basis by continually applying the things that I learned here and the steps that I need to take. Well, I only went through maybe like three stacks. That's all we even got through out of the like 14 or so that happened uh, this past week. Hopefully, if you listen to this today, something resonated with you. This is my attempt to just show you and exemplify to you how I'm showing up real and raw every single day and being able to just put my shit out there. Hopefully, it lets you deal with yours a little bit better too. If you want to talk, if you want to interact, if you want to see how I do some of the things or partner with me as I continue down this journey of my own growth, my own development, go to rawmotivations.com. We'd love to talk to you there.